Hi everybody, I'm your host Max Bach and I'd like to give you a very warm and for me at least very long-awaited welcome back to the Max. So on this podcast I'm going to explain why I was gone for so long. Um, I'm going to maybe show you some of what I did while I was gone. I guess not show but like force you to listen to wait not force that's not the word I want to use. Give you the opportunity to tantalize your ears with some amazing audio of what I did while I was gone. There it is. And then I want to maybe introduce some new segments, or new segment, rather, and then answer some questions in our typical Q&A. So without any further ado, let's get on to the explanation of the stuff. Okay, basically... For those of you who maybe don't know, I was gone for basically the entire school year, right? The last episode was actually um, recorded the day of back to school night, which was a long time ago. My goodness, it's so long ago. Jackson and I recorded that episode and then headed straight to back to school night, which was, you know, sort of terrifying to go back to school now that I remember it. I was actually having like an anxiety attack walking into the building, but I had a really good year. It was busy, so that's why I was gone for all of it. People will tell you time and time again that junior year is the worst year of high school and it will suck so bad because you will take all of these hard classes and you, I didn't believe them. Maybe you did, maybe you're smarter than me. But you know, I thought, Max, this year is gonna be so good. You have all of these challenging classes So even though you've gone through school and it's been really easy for you, now it's going to be challenging and now it'll be more fun and interesting and stuff. Well, first day of school was also the first day of softball practice, so I didn't have any time after school anymore because as soon as I got out of softball practice, I drove home, ate dinner, and then went and did homework the rest of the night and then I slept. So that was my first quarter of the school year. And then... After the first quarter, you would think, well, it's going to get easier now because softball's done. Haha, <laughs> pranks. No. It actually got a lot harder because, you know, my classwork got harder. Um, I was actually taking one of the most advanced English courses that my school offers at the time. And I had to write my senior paper, even though it's just my, I mean, it just was my junior year. <laughs> I'm a senior now, guys. This is terrifying. Yeah, so the work just keep, kept getting harder and harder. And then I was like, I should come back at some point. And then I just... <laughs> didn't. It's okay because the time that I was not doing this, I was using to try to figure out how not to die. For that advanced English course, we read Macbeth. For those of you who don't know, Macbeth is by William Shakespeare, a famous English playwright. Yeah, so he did a lot of playwriting as an English playwright would do. Basically, he's arguably one of the best playwrights of all time. You know, you'll read him forever. You never stop. You think one day it'll be done. Next thing you know, Macbeth. Yeah, so Macbeth is basically a tragedy about Macbeth. He's a Scottish dude who's like, I'm gonna fight some people because these witches said that I was gonna be king and I wanna be king now. Except for like, at first he was like, whatever, I'm not gonna do anything about it. But then his wife was like, yeah, you will. I wanna be queen. And so, you know, he had to because when a woman tells you to do something, you do it. Unless you're another woman, and then you stand up to her, and then you gouge your eye out with your pencil, because women are vicious. I guess I'm gonna insert that here.
William Shakespeare's Macbeth epitomizes the tragic nature of human ambition and the downfall of even the best of people when they open themselves up to greed. This is Macbeth in one minute. In scene one, three witches are kicking into a dark, deserted place when they are discovered by Macbeth and Banquo, two Scottish warriors fresh out of war. The witches tell Macbeth that he will be king, and they tell Banquo his sons will be king. Macbeth decides he will not act to become king, but his wife, Lady Macbeth, has other ideas. Act two, scene two, Lady Macbeth stands guard while Macbeth kills king, not anymore, Duncan. They then frame the guards. Macduff, another Scottish thane, discovers the king's death, and the king's sons, Malcolm and Donald, being run away. Act three, scene three, Macbeth is king now, so you think he'd be happy, right? Wrong. He decides Banquo is a threat, so he arranges for Banquo and his son Fleance to be murdered, but Fleance gets away because his dad has told him to fly. Fleance, fly. Act 3, Scene 4, Macbeth feels totally guilty about murdering his best palace who hallucinates about Banquo's ghost at a banquet he hosts. Act 4, Scene 1, Macbeth goes to the witches and is told to be wearing Macbeth and moving trees, and that none of the women born shall harm Macbeth. Also, good prank, Banquo's sons will still be king. Act 4, Scene 3, Macduff goes to England to get, to get Malcolm's help, which he does. But, while he's gone, Macbeth gets triggered and has his entire family murdered. Act 5, Scene 5, Lady Macbeth feels bad about murdering Duncan, so she eats herself off the castle, which... To which Macbeth says, Tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow creeps at the petty pace from day to day. Then he goes into battle with men dressed as trees. Act 5, scene 8. Macbeth hunts down Macbeth and they fight, and Macbeth is like, Well, you can't kill me, I'm a pee. But Macduff is like, Joke's on you. I was born in a C section. And then he kills and behaves Macbeth, and Malcolm becomes king of Scotland. So, well, that's just something I did over the time that I was, you know, gone. Yeah, so we're gonna introduce. I guess I'm going to introduce a new segment. It is credited to my good friend, Caitlin France, but she submitted this idea for a new segment about just me talking about the things that I love. Or I could talk about something and be like a critic. Oh, this meatball? Too soggy. Try again. But today, I want to talk about something that I love. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing, okay? I love Animal Animal Crossing, and I'm about to tell you why, okay? No, I'm not talking about any of the ones that are not New Leaf, because there's a lot of Animal Crossing. I actually grew up with city folk, I think. Not really sure, but my brother, my older brother, I just like show up in his room and be like, hey, Zach, can I play with you? And he'd be like, no. But then I annoyed him so much and refused to leave that he said, okay, come on in. And to, you know, make me be quiet, he just like either give me his Game Boy or his DS. A lot of the times he let me play Animal Crossing and it was my favorite game. Well, not really. My favorite game was Pokemon Ruby on his Game Boy, which he later gave me. Shout out, Zach. You are an OG, so good guy. So that's that's um original good, not original gangster for those of you who might be confused, okay? Yeah, so he is the OG, original good, hashtag OG. It was dope. I would say that. So growing up, Zach later graduated in 2012 because, you know, he's an old man. But even after he left, my younger brother and I were like still addicted to the gaming thing. Thank you again, Zach. We love you for this. We love you for our nerd and geek culture that you implanted in our brains as young children. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, so Animal Crossing. Any hoozles, it's Animal Crossing is basically a game. New Leaf came out in 2012. Wow, <laughs> my brother graduated. Animal Crossing. Yeah, basically what Animal Crossing is, is first of all, you get the game. It's for a 3DS and you get a town and then you get to this town after you name it, you just meet this cat guy on a train and he's like, what town are you going to and what's your name and stuff? And it's basically just like the game setup. Then you name the town, whatever you want to name it. 
I personally named my Midnight after the um, Diamond Island on Doctor Who. Doctor Who will be coming soon, guys. Don't worry about it. And I named myself me yet again off of a character from Doctor Who. Anyways, after you name your town and stuff, you get there only to find out that you're the mayor all of a sudden. Because, like, these people, they're not people, they're animals. They've been waiting for, like, their mayor to show up. And then you go on the train, like, the exact day that their mayor was supposed to come. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you must be the mayor. And you're like, <laughs> I'm not the mayor. Like, I literally have no idea what you want from me. So, basically, you mayor stuff up. You, like, build stuff. My brother's into building bridges. I'm into burning bridges. <laughs> so, you build stuff. You talk to your animals. They're like, hey, will you get me some fruit? And you're like, yeah, okay, I don't care. And then if you want to get rich fast, I currently have a million um, bells, which is their currency saved up in my savings account. So if you want to hit up a rich person, hit me up. Literally, my character's name is me, as I mentioned previously. And you buy clothes. I don't really know like what the point of the game is. It's sort of just like running around and doing stuff. There's not like an end goal, I guess. You just sort of do what you want. I guess that's kind of life for you, though. So that's Animal Crossing, and I'm addicted to it. Animal Crossing New Leaf. I love it. Okay, so thank you, Caitlin France, for that awesome new segment idea. So next to the Q&A, which always happens. Actually, no, it's just like a really good segment. I enjoy it. I love answering your questions. Email me or tweet me your questions. You know it is. If you don't, I'm about to tell you again here in a couple of minutes after I answer your questions and tell you what is happening next week. My good friend Jordan asked me, what are you most excited to do this summer? This summer, I'm most excited to de-stress. Let me tell you, this school year was just a bucket load of garbage. Even though it was like good, it's still the worst. You ever have like something and you just, you like it, but at the same time, you know, it's like garbage. If you ever work out or exercise or any of that stuff and you hate it, right? You know you need to exercise because your body will do bad things if you don't. But um, a lot of people, especially in our country, struggle with bad eating habits. And so while you still need to actually watch that and exercise at the same time, it's like it like sucks, though, because like, you know, you have to do it. And like your body loves you for it. Your body's like, thank you so much for treating me well and like trying to make my life better. Well, school is basically just that for your brain. Yeah, I'm mostly excited to de-stress from that. Also, I'm touring two colleges this summer, like for sure. I might tour other ones, but I'm really excited for that. My dad and I are going out to Missouri and Arizona to look at them. So that'll be fun. And then my mom is taking my brother and I, my little brother, we're going to Canada. I'm excited about it. Next question from my good friend Joshua Seidler II. Josh asks for an in-depth evaluation of the impact of red vines on the development of American 20th century feminism. I first said, sounds good to Josh after he asked me the question. Not, I guess it's not really a question. It's more of an analysis. He asked me for an analysis and I said, sounds good. But then I realized I want to take, take the analysis a little bit further and not dwell so much on the 20th century but on the 21st century, because the past is in the past, Joshua. We need to be living in the present as we are now. So, Josh, to answer your question for an analysis slash evaluation of the impact of red vines on the development of American now 21st century feminism, I would like to tell you about the Nopes. 
The Nopes are one of Indiana's most powerful political families. They are, you could say, a political dynasty, even. They mainly contributed to um, what they would call a small town, Pawnee, but really, um, to me and to the rest of us who live in Bailey, it is a huge city. Yeah, so the Nopes, Pawnee, Indiana, they do the good stuff. The mom basically runs everything. She can get anything she wants. She's like on the board of education or whatever. She got so many buses, so she was really proud about that. But then Leslie, her daughter, she is the center of a documentary series called Parks and Recreation, which basically you might think is actually a fictional television show, but really it's a documentary about Pawnee, Indiana, and it's about Leslie's struggles and attempts in, in being a good and honest female politician and her trying to make a difference without lying, using her body, killing people, you know, it's actually, um, yeah, it's actually a really powerful documentary about the power of women in this day and age and how more and more women are turning to no longer using these, um, you know, dirty methods of achieving what they want, but um, going out there and changing the world and seeking a difference. How Red Vines relate is the Nopes, this powerful, completely female political dynasty, is, you know, centered around the idea that they are a Red Vine family. You will hear Leslie say a couple of times if you watch a documentary about how they are a red vine family and that is truly what makes this particular feminist development really outstanding and essential. So sorry Josh that I didn't really focus so much on um, the 20th century like you asked but I think it's important to learn about where we are now in the 21st century. So um, now you've been educated about Nopes, full female political dynasty. Basically, what's going to happen next week is I'm going to ask you to send in questions. Again, so send in those questions. Um, I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week after, but I want to get some of the coolest adults I know. Their names are Jared and Allie. They're the best ever on this show, on this podcast. So if you have any questions, they're young adults. Allie actually just graduated college. Yes, go Allie. Have any questions for them? Jared and Allie, young adults basically just starting the whole life thing. But they've got it really well figured out as far as I've seen. Like, I'm amazed. I don't think I'll ever be able to do it that good. But if you have questions about what it's like to be an adult, really anything that you want to ask. So yeah, send in your questions for um, Jared and Allie. Hit me up. You know the hashtag. I don't. So if you could also maybe with your question, remind me of what that hashtag is because I don't remember tell me, but also you can hit me up on Twitter at at sign Bach underscore Max at M-A-X-X-B-A-C-H-T-A-L-K-S at gmail.com. Hit me up with that good, good question stuff. And also, if you remember my hashtag, please tell me because I don't. Okay, so bye.